Praise the Lord. Well, you might look at the title tonight, A Great Fight of Afflictions, and say, what kind of a title is that? Well, I admit it, not the most endearing of titles, but it's right out of the Word of God, so let's find it in the Scripture. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 32 to 39. But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. After you were illuminated, have you ever been illuminated and then gone into a great fight of afflictions? Illuminated, born again, the light came on, you met Jesus Christ. He said, call to remembrance the former days in which after you were saved, after you were born again, you endured a great fight of afflictions. You say, I wasn't expecting that. But the Bible is clear. Once we're illuminated, there is a great fight that begins to take place. There's a battle for our souls that continues because the enemy warfare is against us. He said, partly whilst you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions and Partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, Calm and steady perseverance, the perseverance of the saints. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Illuminated, a great fight of afflictions, a conflict. But after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Maranatha, our Lord comes. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believed to the saving of the soul. After you were illuminated, the Bible says, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Well, there's often a great conflict, in many measures there will be. After we're saved, a great conflict. Number one, a fight against the flesh. A fight against the flesh. Maybe you thought that after you got saved and water baptized, all your troubles were over. It was just smooth sailing right on through to eternity now. No more flesh warfare. No more angers. No more arguments, no more lusts, no more resentment, no more moodiness, no more depression. Sweetness and bliss and light. But there's a warfare against the flesh. The Bible says, Galatians 5, 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. In your own power, you cannot overcome the flesh. That's what the Bible's saying. 
We need the power of the Holy Spirit. But there's that warfare in our lives. The flesh wars against the spirit, the spirit warring against the flesh. You know the saying, we have met the enemy and he is us. After we're saved, we can endure a great fight of afflictions and we will battle the flesh in some measure or another all the days of our life. But the Lord wants to teach us how to overcome the flesh. Because if we don't overcome the flesh, we are going to live a miserable and frustrated Christian life. He comes by his power. He comes by his spirit to work with us. He says, you've been illuminated. You've been saved. How many have found that after you got saved, the flesh still had a lot of fight in it? The flesh will fight you some days. Your mind and emotions will fight you some days. Illuminated, now a great conflict. Before you were saved, if you woke up kind of moody and grumpy, well, that's kind of the way you moped around and eventually, hopefully, you snapped out of it or came out of it sometime during the day. But it's not that way now that you're saved. You have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. My emotions, my mind, what I'm facing right now, that battle in my flesh, I'm going to overcome it. I'm not going to carry this for three, four hours or for a day. Before you were saved, if you had conflict with people, got a critical spirit against somebody, there was some conflict, you just walk away, say whatever, curse and swear, forget about them. But now you can't do that. You've been enlightened, and you've got to deal with it. And you say, Lord, that spirit, that attitude, what's going on inside of me, that rebellion inside of me against that person, I have to deal with it. I've got to overcome the flesh. Before you were saved, if you were addicted to something, well, somehow or other, you'd find a way to satisfy the craving. But now that conflict hits your spirit and your conscience hard. And you know it's not right, and you say, I've got to deal with this. The flesh is at war with the spirit, and the spirit with the flesh. And we cannot do the things that we want to. That is the will of God in our own power. We must rely on the Holy Spirit and surrender to the Lord. Romans 8, chapter 12, or 8, 12 to 13. <clears throat> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if, we, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Death sets into us, doesn't it? But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You will live. And so that's part of the warfare. After you got saved, you endured a great fight of afflictions, a war, a fight against the flesh itself, the Apostle Paul dealt with this conflict in Romans 7, and he cried out, and he said, Who will deliver me from this conflict? Who will deliver me from this battle within myself? And he cried out at the end. He let out a shout, I thank my God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank my God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So there's a flesh war, and there's a devil war. There's a devil war. Number two. A fight against the devil. A fight against the devil. Mark 1, 12 to 13. Jesus had just been baptized. 
came out of the waters of baptism. He hadn't heard his father's audible voice for 30 years. Think of it. And all of a sudden, that voice broke through from the heavens. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I mean, Jesus was basking in the glory of his baptism, basking in the wonder of his father speaking to him. Such a great and glorious moment. And the Bible says he didn't have much time to enjoy it because immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Immediately the devil came up against him. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness because the Holy Spirit had to lead Jesus into overcoming the temptation of the devil, just like he does every born-again and water-baptized son and daughter of God. The Holy Spirit leads us to overcome the devil. It says, and he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and angels ministered unto him. As soon as Jesus was illuminated, a great conflict of afflictions came against him. Simon Peter, while he was rehearsing his speech, preparing his great declaration, Jesus, though all others forsake you, I will never forsake you. Do you know that the devil had already anticipated him and was set for attack? And he hardly got the words out of his mouth, and the enemy was there to bring him down. Luke 22, 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you. He's seen some pride in you. He's seen some independence. He's seen your self-confidence and self-boasting. He's desired you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. Illuminated, a confession of faith, and the enemy was on his heels. Jesus just came out of the waters of baptism, a glorious ministry before him, and immediately the Bible says the devil came against him. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness to defeat the devil, to overcome him. And Jesus went out as an example for us that after we've been illuminated, we must learn how to overcome the devil as well. He showed us how. He showed us the process. He showed us how the Holy Spirit will work in us to help us overcome Satan. And the first thing we need to do, we must learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Luke 4, 4. Jesus answered Satan, saying, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. A great conflict against the enemy. A trial. A temptation. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We must learn to overcome by the word of God. We have no power against the enemy in ourselves. In ourselves, in our own power, we are no match for the enemy. But in the power of the word, he is no match for us. And so we speak the word of God. We say it is written. 
We must learn to overcome Satan by the Word of God and live in the Word of God. Secondly, we must learn the, the power and the blessing of unbroken worship with the Lord, unbroken fellowship. Luke chapter 4, 18, 4 8, the second temptation. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. How do we overcome the conflict? How do we overcome the fight of afflictions? We must live in the power of unbroken worship with the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Send the singers out before the army. Who is like unto you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like unto you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises? You're terrible in praises. You bring your power against your enemies in the praises of your people, for we triumph in your praise. The power of praise and worship, that's the second weapon. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And then the third temptation came, and we must learn not to get offended at God. The third temptation, not to get offended at God. Many believers stumble and fall because they get mad at God, disappointed in God. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 7, it is written again, <clears throat> quoting the word of God, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. The enemy came. Jesus jumped down from the pinnacle of the temple, from the precincts of the temple, because it is written. The promise of God is sure. He shall give his angels charge over you, and they will, keep, they will bear you up with your, in your hands, lest you would fall. Jump from the temple. The angels will catch you. And if Jesus, Jesus said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test, it is written, Satan. If Jesus had jumped from the temple, he would have hit the ground hard. And if he had a disposition like ours, a sinful nature like ours, he would have got up, dusted himself off, and been mad at God for letting him fall. Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Blessed is he who is not offended in me. When life doesn't work out for us as we think it should according to some promises of God, but there are many other promises to cover us. No matter which ones we seem to be lacking at the moment, if things don't work out for us according to how we perceive the promises of God or life is hard and our days are difficult, we must not tempt the Lord our God. We must not put the Lord our God to the test. That is, put him on trial and then render a judgment against him according to our own feelings and subjectivity. There's a warfare. After you've been illuminated, there is a great fight of afflictions. 
The devil comes against us. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring, roaring lion, walketh about seeking <clears throat> whom he may devour. We have this conflict. After we're saved, flesh war, devil war. And we must brace ourselves. Number three, a fight against persecution and people. You got illuminated, you got saved, you accepted the Lord and got water baptized and all of a sudden your family rejects you and your friends don't want to hang out with you anymore and they begin to say things against you and illuminated and a great fight of afflictions, persecution and people, family and friends. Hebrews 10, 32, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. The world itself. Jesus said, marvel not that the world hate you. Yesterday you were their friend. And now you accepted Jesus and you're called by the name of Christ and you're a Christian. And all of a sudden you went from friend to foe in one day. Because now you walk with the holiness of God in you and the truth of God in you. So these people, after they were illuminated, said you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated. For you had compassion on me and my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. You have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Now these Christians that this apostle is speaking to had come a long way. They'd given their lives to Christ. They'd been baptized, filled with the Spirit. They're walking with the Lord. They've been through a lot. They've endured trials and conflict and flesh warfare and devil warfare and persecution by people and the plundering of their goods, physical and material persecution. They'd come a long way in their walk with God. But now they were facing battle fatigue. And they were discouraged. When will this ever end? This conflict I'm in. Some were thinking of throwing in the towel, giving it all up. Just go with the crowd. Just go with the flesh. Just let human nature have its way with me. And the apostle came with some powerful, stirring words. In the next verse, 35, he says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. The word confidence there means courage. Don't cast away your courage. Don't cast away your conquest. Don't cast away the advance you've already made in your Christian life, for you will have great reward. Great reward. He said, for you have need of endurance, patience, calm and steady perseverance, you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. How many have found that 
Sometimes after you receive a promise from God, there's a suffering as you walk out the will of God, but then comes a reward, the reward of the Lord. And that happens specifically in our lives, but ultimately the greatest reward that every one of us are going to have is to gain Christ in eternity. Etern etern eternal inheritance, heavenly reward, heaven as our eternal home. He said, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. He says, don't cast away your courage. Don't cast away your faith. Don't be overcome by discouragement. Don't be overcome by people or problems or circumstances of life because the path you're on will bring you great reward. And in the heavens, it will fully and finally manifest. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Jesus Christ is coming again. Then he says, now the just shall live by faith, by a believing spirit, by holding on to God, by holding on to the promises of God. And then, listen to these words. This is a warning against the di divine displeasure that rests on those that fall back, that return to the old life and the old world. He says, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. To persevere in faith is life. And to draw back and to shrink back and to fall back is to prove ourselves reprobate. Jesus said, Luke 21, 19, by your patience, possess your souls. The marginal says, by your patience, obtain your salvation. By your endurance, you don't give up. Keep casting yourself on God. Keep worshiping, keep quoting the promises of God in the face of circumstances, in the face of discouragement, in the face of conflict with people in this world and this world. We keep going for God. By your patience, Jesus said, you will possess your souls. You will receive your eternal salvation. You will walk through the pearly gates and live forever in God's new heaven and new earth. Well, let's stand together tonight. Worship team, come. Let's close out with 1 Timothy 6, 12. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. I'm here to encourage you tonight. The Word of God is speaking. Let the Word speak. The Holy Spirit knows your situation, your heart, your discouragement, the battle fatigue, the great hopes you had. You were so illuminated, and now it seems that circumstances have come and taken you so low. Cast not away your confidence. Don't cast away your courage. The Lord is here to encourage you. The Word of God is here to encourage you because you have a great reward in God as you walk on with the Lord in this life. So let's be encouraged tonight.
fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. As we come to this close of this service, who is there tonight that needs prayer in line with this preached message? Say, the Holy Spirit's speaking to me. I've been illuminated, and now I've got a great fight of afflictions. Family trouble, difficulty. Who else tonight? You say, I'm, I'm coming for prayer. I want the people of God to lay their hands on me and strengthen me. After you were illuminated, a great fight of afflictions. Is there some new convert, some new Christian in the crowd tonight? You thought when you got saved, everything was going to be just simply glorious. No more flesh fight. Conflict over. Now I'm going to walk on air. Just soar on eagle's wings every day, but you found that there's a great fight of afflictions that you're enduring. Come for prayer tonight. Be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. Be strengthened by the prayers of the saints. And for all of us tonight, let's Take fresh confidence. Cast not away your confidence. Don't cast away your courage, your bravery, your trust in God. For for all of us that walk this life out in a spirit of faith, there will be a reward that we cannot even imagine. We cannot even comprehend. Thinking about it the other day to walk through, exit this life, can you imagine? being received into the presence of your Savior and Lord. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Heaven forever with our God. Well, let's close out tonight and submit our hearts and surrender our hearts to the Lord.